there, and welcome back to another episode of Isn't Life Sweet? I had the pleasure of chatting with Andy Kirkegaard of Kirky Cookies, a dear cookie friend of mine and someone to really watch. She's full of energy, positivity, creativity, and did I mention energy? With how much this woman does in a day, I'm surprised she ever sleeps. We need her secrets to balancing life. Andy dishes on her Food Network experience, answers your questions, and then takes us on a deep dive into Andy's world. Let's get to it. Hello, everybody, and, and I am here today with Andy Kirkegaard of Kirky Cookies. Yay! Hi! Hi, Mick. I'm so, 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 so excited to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank <laughs> you for being on my second episode of Isn't Life Sweet? No, um, how exciting is that? I know. So exciting. The whole podcast so cool. thing. This is a whole new world, and we're so excited to hear your story. When I told everybody that you were coming on, the excitement was real. Oh, that's so sweet. So very exciting. So let's just jump right into it, girl. Yeah. Let's, who is Andy? What is her life story? Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. I guess I'll start like from the beginning. Yes. Beginning. I, I like to share with people that even though I'm based in California, I was born and raised in Colorado. So I'm a Colorado girl through and through. I always travel home whenever I can. I'm so biased. Colorado is the best. Yeah. Um, but I was born and raised in Colorado and I grew up, I had the same childhood house almost that I was born in. That's so um, special. Yeah, it really, really is. It's not that common. No, I, I my first house was 20 houses ago. Like, wow. It's so far yeah. from my life. We moved into this house um, when I was, oh gosh, like six. But you still have a childhood bedroom yeah. that you Oh yeah. Into. Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> That's so, so cute. Cool. It's really cute and kind of embarrassing. Like now that I'm a married woman and I'm almost <laughs> 30, like when I go home for holidays and stuff and I go into my childhood bedroom, I see like the macaroni castles that I made when I was oh in like sixth God. grade and like all this stuff and pictures from high school. And I'm sure Kier loves it. It's really cute. Well, his bedroom is worse oh no. as far as, Why? oh my gosh, I am so exposing him. Sorry, honey. Um, his childhood bedroom is like walking into an eight-year-old boy's bedroom. <laughs> is the race car carpet on the ground? Uh, no, he has a race car track. He's got, like, a Hot Wheel track that he tied fishing wire to and attached it to his ceiling. Shut up. So I mean, Spencer will freak out over that. <laughs> As you can see, I feel like they would really get along because Kier, um... A suspended yes, race track. Yes, a suspended race track. It's very nostalgic when we both go home to our childhood homes because um, we're both from Colorado. Did you guys grow up close together? We did, and we didn't know it. We met in 2008. We both went to the University of Northern Colorado. Go Bears. Our childhood homes are a half hour away from each other. That's what it is. Yes. That's what yes. it was. Yes, Yeah, you guys were in close proximity, like, your whole life. Oh, yeah, I'm basically. sure we ran into each other at some point, or our families all were at the same grocery store shopping together. That's but, so cute. So know. then, where could we have found you in your childhood? I was such a tomboy. I feel like you grew up, like, in the outdoors. Like, yes. I was such a tomboy when it came to loving outdoors stuff, and I really did like sports, but I also was into, like, dressing up and princesses and coloring. Yeah. I really had the perfect blend. But it was, it was funny. My mom... This is so ironic since I grew up to be an actor and a dancer and a performer. Um, but my mom tried to get me in dance classes and into piano lessons, and I would not have it. Oh my god! I was so never guess I was so all over the place, and I couldn't focus. I was always like wanting to be outside building forts and playing in the mud and uh, going on hikes. And my yeah, mom's like, "Let's do organized. yeah, or like playing with animals." <laughs> my mom got a call from my piano teacher when I was little, and the piano teacher basically um, fired me <laughs> because she was like. When Andrea comes to learn piano lessons, she doesn't 
focus. All she does is play with the dogs. And oh, I was like, God. well, Mom, she's got two big German Shepherds. Of course I'm not paying what attention. Like, put your dogs away. Of course I'm going to play a child, with the dogs. Yeah. Like, yeah, so ironically, I grew up needing to know how to play piano and dance well, and those were skills I actually lacked being a performer, but I was such a, I was such a tomboy. I needed to be outside playing and yeah. building forts. Yeah, so you said that you were into the princess stuff. Yes. <laughs> I guess you you are a Disney princess, or how could you sure, tell people sure. how you are involved? Um, ironically enough, I grew up watching Disney and, you know, I grew, I'm like an early 90s baby, so, so like all the classic out-of-the-vault, like, you know, Disney movies are my generation and what I grew up on, and um, now I do work for the Walt Disney Company. I perform in Frozen Live at the Hyperion down at Disneyland. Uh, if you follow my Instagram, you've seen me post a few things about yep. Disney. Um, and yeah, I, I'm in the ensemble in the show, but I play so many different characters, and there is um, a Disney princess. I call her Princess Pepto-Bismol, because whenever I tell my friends who are coming to see the show, they're like, which, look out for which one are you? And I'm like, I'm in the like the hot pink princess ball gown, which looks like a big Pepto-Bismol, Pepto-Bismol bottle. So I'm Princess Pepto-Bismol. That is so cool that you sing at Disneyland. It's really, really cool. I mean... At, when you started like singing, was mm-hmm. Disney ever like a goal at any point in that time, and or did you I just move to California so. and then it led into it? Sure, sure. I certainly, when I ended up making my journey to California, it wasn't like I'm gonna. My it's my dream to work at Disneyland, mm-hmm. but um, you know, when my when I was ten years old, my parents took me to the opening of Disney's California Adventure. Oh my god! So we were there the first summer it opened, and there's a picture of me and my sister and my mom out front of the, the Hyperion. <laughs> And then to take one outside now that I work there, it's all really magical. Yeah. It's very serendipitous and full circle. And my husband, Kier, also just got hired at Disney as well. And yeah. he's such a Disney fanatic, too. So it's, uh, so it's now pretty you, awesome. You have a picture with your family, and then when you got it, and then now that you're with your husband. Yes! So like and then eventually we'll take our kids there, and it'll be so cute. So, so. cute. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Everybody's always like, wait, how is Andy involved with Disney? I know. So. I think people are really shocked that I live that double life, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah, I love... I think you do cookies full time. Sure. And then sure. Like, no, I am this whole other world that you have going on. I think on. people are surprised to know that I have a degree in musical theater and I am a theater nerd and an actress, first and foremost, <laughs> who fell into the most magical journey of cookies. But they coincide really well. And even on my worst day, listen, I decorate sugar cookies and work at Disneyland. Like, life is not that hard. Honestly, you're living the dream. I think so. <laughs> yeah. I want to be humble about that and be like, no, but it's like, no. If it's I could just, wish this for anyone, this you, is pretty good. You work good. with sugar and you work at Disney. It's like the two happiest things combined. Correct. So, because acting has taken up, I mean, almost half of your life, I guess mm-hmm. you could do it in numbers that way. Oh, so. absolutely. If not more, my, my sugar cookie journey just got started just over two years ago. Yeah. So for me, I I was bit by the acting bug when I was a baby. I've always been a ham, you know. <laughs> Performer. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I always wanted to be on stage and always wanted to perform. And I, I wanted to be in the movies. I wanted to be on TV. Yeah. And, and uh, being from Colorado, you know, it was either move to New York or move to L.A. And I ended up finding a really wonderful 
program, because I'm also such a homebody, so leaving home was hard for me at the time. Yeah. Side note, my sweet mama got really sick. She's good now, but she got very sick with um, cancer, actually, on the during the summer that I was deciding where I wanted to go to school. Mm-hmm. So I got really connected with wanting to be with her on her recovery and her journey that she was about to go into. So staying in Colorado for college um, was very important. Was very important. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some schools in Chicago and in New York and even in LA that I was considering. And it's all, everything plays out for a reason. You were close with your mom, though. I mean, that's such, like, that was a scary time. And Oh, it was, yeah. It's it's and... always such a scary time and a scary thing to go through. But I, my family is so important to me. And um, everything has worked out. I know, the way since it's you grew up to. in such a close-knit family. Mm-hmm. So yeah. growing up, were cookies in your life? Oh, goodness. They were, but not because I made them. <laughs> cookies have been... A major part of my life, and I know we have already we've talked about this mm-hmm. story of how my journey into the world of sugar cookies is actually completely separate from how cookies have always been in my life, which is that my sweet, sweet Grandma Nancy, my mom's mom, Grandma Christensen, uh, she always baked sugar cookies for the family, for everybody. And she had these big, pillowy, doughy sugar cookies, and she decorated them with buttercream, but she still put the same amount of effort that we all, us, yep. us cookieers I mean, do. the buttercream cookies can be just as beautiful. Oh, yeah. So. I'm such a sucker for the buttercream oh, cookies. they're so good. They were, they were um, the highlight of every holiday when I was growing up. My grandma put so much effort into all of these little shapes. You know, Thanksgiving, she would have the little turkeys, and then she'd put the little candy corn as, like, the gobble. Oh, like... And so by the time it got to me, she'd put it in these little Ziploc sandwich bags, and by the time it, it went from sweet. Walnut, Illinois, Grandma Christensen lived at 101 Clark Street in Walnut, Illinois, and those cookies would get to us, and the candy corn was just ever so slightly disintegrated into and melted it. into the buttercream, mm-hmm. and that was always my favorite yeah, bite. The sugar and everything that crystallized oh, all that. It oh just coagulated. God. It was coagulated goodness, and that was always, like, yeah. out of all the cookies, every year. Thanksgiving was my favorite because of the turkey cookies, because of the candy corn that I would Have get. you made those cookies? I have played with her sugar cookie once before, and the recipe is very pillowy. Mm -hmm. So there's a few things that I have pulled and brought it into my recipe that I just love to keep it really soft and fluffy and just keep that memory of Grandma Nancy. No, you're you're keeping it going with that recipe and those cookies, and soon enough, you know, in the future, you'll you'll live on with that Christmas cookie tradition for your kids. I know, I know. Every year for those cookies. It's so, so cute. She had such a wonderful tradition, and um, I think my, one of my favorite memories and I like to share this with people is um she would send the cookies if anybody knows um Schwan ice cream I think it's a midwest thing but the Schwan ice cream man is like the milkman and he comes up to your door and he asks you what ice cream you want for the week or for the month um and where's this man in my life I know it's like <laughs> I need to marry me a Schwan man <laughs> Um, and my grandma would always order these big tubs of vanilla ice cream, like gallon tubs, and she'd keep the tubs, and that's what she would ship her cookies in. Um, and again, she would put little fold-over sandwich bags that you get from, like, you know, Walmart or something, and that's what she'd put them in. No heat sealer, no no meringue powder, no, just, it was all very delicate, very, um, carefully done. And we're talking, you know, 30, 40 bags of all these cookies, individually wrapped, and she'd, she'd pop them in this Schwann tub and then put them in a bigger box and then ship them out to Colorado. And every holiday, when the doorbell would ring, we would know. My sister and I would look at each other. It's Grandma a- Cookies! 
and we would just pitter, 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 patter, run to the front door and the UPS man was there and we'd get the cookies and we would grab the box and run them into the living room and peel the box open and then we'd get the big Schwann tub out and we'd crack that plastic lid open and just bask in the smell of butter mm. and sugar and these cookies. I and wish you could just put that smell in a candle. I know. I like... mean, I've been to Bath and Body Works and they like they come close, but I need to make <laughs> it's like It's not a, the exact same always. I need to but... call the candle like Grandma Nancy. That, yeah. that needs to be the smell because it was so invigorating and it has such a strong, you know, nostalgic sense for Completely. me. Completely. But... And it just, when you open that lid, it just... Whoosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's so magical. That's such a strong memory that my sister and I have and, and Grandma Cookies was a staple in our childhood and my sweet sweet grandma passed away in 2016 and I didn't start doing cookies as for for me like this journey for me didn't start until the fall of 2017 so my grandma who was like the staple for me loving sugar cookies really had no idea that I started this journey um I know she's watching but no, I like I, I've told you you told me the story <laughs> mm-hmm. I said you started this journey because she passed it on to you. I think you know? so. It's just like, because you were in acting, you were mm-hmm. doing all that stuff. And then also during that time that when she did pass, you were going through a hard time. Yeah. And it's just like, she gave you the strength that you yeah. needed to start a new path. Of course. But while still continuing the other one. <laughs> yeah. And she was always so supportive of me as an actress. She mm-hmm. would always call, bless her heart. She never knew half the things of what I actually was doing. But I have voicemails of her and she goes, you know, hello, Andrea, this is grandma. want to wish you good luck on the audition today. Even if I had like booked the job, she was like, good luck on your performance. <laughs> she was so supportive and to, to... I just yearn to be able to tell her, like, look where my life has gone. Oh, completely. Look at the success I have found in doing something that you implemented in my life all those years ago. So. Yeah. No, because, I mean, it's a very similar story with me. I had my my uncle pass away in 2016, and he was the artist yeah. in our family. And, you know, he never, he, A, never got to meet Spencer, and then also never knew I started cookies. Yeah. but. When I started it, my mom was just like, where did this artistic ability come yeah. from? And I'm just like, um, I don't know either. She's just like, it has to be Uncle Brian. And it's just like so crazy when things happen in our lives that are so dark and hard. They mm-hmm. can have such a silver lining and happiness to them when you Absolutely. look back in retrospect. 100%. But that's very special. Yeah. R.I.P. Grandma Nancy. I know, I know. We do it for Grandma Nancy. Yes. For Grandma, Nancy. Grandma Cookies. Grandma Cookies, awesome. yeah. Andy. Big question. Yes. <laughs> what is it in this life that you are striving for? <sighs> you know, I when I think about this question, I think it's a two-parter for me. Yep. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> I think it's a two-parter for me. I've got two answers. One that's like active in the now mm-hmm. and one that is possibly a little more passive for like future Andy in a rocking chair watching her grandkids okay. play on, the, on okay. the stoop. Yeah. Okay, so there's two lives that you're like. Yeah, but they, they coincide mm-hmm. with each other because I think in order to get this first one done and what I'm striving for now, eventually it will lead to an ultimate goal. What you're striving for yeah. then. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think what I'm striving for in this life right now is to be using my talents and my art to be giving back to people and to be making a difference. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big, that was a big realization for me as an actress in LA. Um, Not to say that being an actor is selfish and that you don't give back with your art. (laughs) You know, (laughs) that's, that's why I became an actress is I want to change people's lives and I want to show your art, show what I can do and tell stories. And, um, but I think as 
a young actress who's auditioning all the time, Lord, honey, it is tough. It is tough on yeah. your little soul. And you are a strong woman just braving uh, that industry. In it's itself. really tough. It's really tough. And without getting too, like, you know, self-deprecating about it all, um, I think part of the reason what led me to, to sugar cookies was, or to, to find another outlet, was I was tired of feeling like I was just in this pay attention to me mm-hmm. Other people need to pay attention to me in order for me to shine. And I'm auditioning. And and it was very, it was like a vacuous kind of black hole of self-doubt and Mm self-pity at at times. And I didn't like that. And it was mental and your physical image Mental, physical. And I said, you know, I am put on this earth. Everybody is put on this earth for a reason. Yes, I think performing is there somehow. But right now, how can I feel like I've got this talent for art? Side note, I'm an artist also as well. Like I was always coloring and always drawing. So my my knack for sugar cookies also starts in a years and years of fine art. 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 Yes. Um, This woman can draw. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I've always had a very strong talent for art and muraling and portrait work and painting. And that kind of fell by the wayside. I kind of lost that in in my desperate quest for success in performing and and acting. And it was like, how can I feel like I've got all these talents how? I want to use and them. And I want to use them. Mm-hmm. I want to use them and I want to give back. I want to make a difference. I think in another life, I would have been like a, a veterinarian or like yeah. a wildlife expert. Like I really There's want... There's no better giving back than that. Yes, life. yes. <laughs> I want to be making a difference on this planet before I leave and waking up and falling asleep every day, waiting for someone else to give me permission to be the best that I could be was, was enough. Mm-hmm. And I was asking the universe for a sign. I was like, I'm never going to give up performing. I love it so much, but I need to take care of my heart. something else right now to fill the void. I need something. And when cookies fell into my lap, boy, was that the universe literally giving you a sign. I guess I ever used to believe in that stuff. I know. I'd be like, no, you have to work in this life. You have to work for what you want. Hustle, hustle, hustle. Nothing. Verbalize what you want and then work. Yeah. And nothing is ever given to you. Mm -hmm. Don't ask for a sign because you got to make it happen for yourself. And I would like, you know, fall asleep crying, being like, okay, I'm ready. Give me a sign. sign. And I was actually catering at that. I used to cater, cater waiter as a band-aid job. (laughs) And I was working at this really, really fancy Malibu mansion. And they had a guest uh, preacher come. And it was like a whole thing where where they had like on the beach with the waves, the preacher would like do this this service. And I was standing in the back with my tray. There wasn't anything to do because, you know, everybody was busy. And he had everybody close their eyes and really ask, what do you want in this life? And I closed my eyes. You took in that I did. I was like, I'm going to participate. <laughs> <laughs> and I stood in the back and I had my little cummerbund on and my little silver tray. And I closed my eyes because this was the time where I was like, what do I want? And you just hear the waves crashing. And yeah. Just... And the answer wasn't cookies yet. No. But it was, I was, was soul just... searching. Yeah. And... Then I was opening up my heart and my soul for whenever the universe was going to drop Sweet Am's sugar cookie <laughs> video in my lap on Instagram. <laughs> yep. Um, and then it was like, boom, there it is. And the validation I have found yeah. from doing cookies and being able to give back, there's nothing greater than giving back with sugar cookies. I mean, it's like an instant gratification. You make the cookies, give them to your customer, and you see the reaction. Exactly. Like... This is where the story of Grandma Nancy's cookies ties in because when the happiness, the pure joy, the un 
adulterated joy of getting sugar cookies and peeling that lid open and my sister and I laying the cookies out on the floor and staring at the artistry and how much we loved them. The first time I saw a client do that of my work, I went, oh, okay. This is what it's about. <laughs> this is what it is. I want to, like, cry. It's so special. Because it's, like, full circle. Because somebody's doing that with your cookies. They're going home, opening that box, and pulling every single one of them out because you make the most gorgeous cookies. <laughs> and they are ogling them as you and your sister did. Like, it is... It's so full circle. It's, like... And that's so magical. That's where you have to know and pause and go, okay, I'm doing something right. Like, Completely. this feels really, yeah, really good. Yeah, your heart can never feel so much warmer. Yeah. It's so amazing. But and sitting there asking, what do I want in this life? Yeah. And it's, like, I want to give back. I want to use my talents. And then to have Swan. found that a little... Like, found that pocket. Is there... So, <laughs> that time when you were in that moment closing your eyes, how soon was that video? Do you know? Good how? question. No, it was within... It was all within this, like, it was in the spring of 2017 that I was like, all right, soul searching. <laughs> I'm farming this out to somebody. Normally I can take care of all this stuff by myself, but like, I'm listening, mm -hmm. send it to me. So I want to say it was within, within the month or two. Wow. Honestly. Yep. That I was, that That's I was, Jesus take the wheel. Insane. Yep. Yeah. So Sweet Am's video popped yes. up on Andy's feed and... Then she got the cookbook. And yeah, I do get that question. I was like, yeah. how did you get started or what turned you on to this? And, you know, send me a sign, send me a sign. And I'm scrolling through my phone in bed at night, getting ready to go to sleep. And there is this, it was the Dia de los Muertos sugar skull that Amber shared. It's like, I know exactly which one. And it was trending on Facebook. It wasn't even Instagram. Oh. I didn't even know this world of Instagram yet. It was just a I Facebook, like, BuzzFeed yes, one. Yes, correct. Yeah. It was like a BuzzFeed video. I didn't have a cookie account. No. I knew nothing about this. And I went, And I... <laughs> I started stalking her Instagram page like a crazy person, and scheduling in my phone. The cookie community yeah. existed. <laughs> I unearthed this like underground world of like you can do art on oh, a cookie and then eat it. Like, I like sweets. Yeah. I like sugar. Oh this is God. insane. And it was meant to be. It was a calling. But I didn't get started doing this for anybody but myself. Yeah, it was just the void that you were filling in between. I said, I want to get creative. Yeah. I want to try a new hobby. And then other people started going, oh, hey, Andy, can I order some cookies for my Thanksgiving table? And I was like, I'm not a baker. They probably taste like dirt, but they're, <laughs> they're going to look real pretty. Sure. And it, I couldn't turn away from the influx of of mm -hmm. inquiries I was getting. And mm -hmm. I kind so, of... so exciting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you desperately seek validation as an actor, mm -hmm. honestly. Like, when you when you get told you've booked the job, there is no greater high. That oh. is why we're willing to go through all the exactly. lows because we get the little highs of booking the job and we are on top of the world. In that moment, yep. And so, to be getting constant, you booked it, if you will. Like, yeah. when I got an order, oh. it was like, you booked it. Yes. And another order. Oh, my God. You booked it. And all of a sudden, this little light started flickering back on in my heart. And that I went, so awesome. I love this. Yeah. This is great. Yeah, because I was going to ask, like, how does the world of acting, like, apply to cookies? And it's almost like, it's like that. It's like, that's how you draw those parallels. It's like, 100%. It's like that booking moment. It's just yes. Like, oh, my God, another one. I get to do this again. I get to yes. do this again. Like, I want to tie into that. So giving back, making sure that I can be here using my art and the and the talents that I feel like I've been blessed with, I want to be able to return that to other people yeah. and know that I'm making a difference mm -hmm. and making other people happy. And then in my old age or where I want to eventually be... Um, I strive for contentment. 
Just being content looking back. Which can sound like a really passive answer. Like, yeah. I just want to be content. Like, of course, we all want to be content. But for a cookier, for people who work so, so hard, there is a lot behind achieving the perfect state of contentment. You know, your later life, in in later life, you know, and for me, I know I will have achieved that when I have my house and I have my kids and my grandkids and all this stuff. But knowing that I've done my hustle, that I've worked to build something Mm -hmm. and that I've given back and established something that I'm going to leave behind when I go is like, I'm going to be so content with that. And I think that that is something to really look forward to. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, no, so. con- contentment. That is definitely something that it can come off kind of boring. Like, yeah, because content, content is just like you're not sad, you're not happy, you're just you're just content. Yeah, but there is a lot of work that has to absolutely go into getting yeah. to that that phase just of mind. Comfortably okay with everything mm-hmm. around you and everything that's happened and what it will because happen. you know that you've done your part to be a good person and give back yeah. and and do good. Oh in the world. God. Do you feel like you are being able to give back? You are fulfilling that strive? Yes. I, I know I have so much to learn and a long way to go. But even just in two years, where my life has gone and what has changed for me just by being brave enough to take this journey, you know, for 20 years, I'm going to be an actress. Yep. That's, That's what I'm going to do. Hey, mom and dad, I'm going to go to school for musical theater and move to Los Angeles to be an actress in the movies. <laughs> as much as I believe in myself and I believe in all of my it's, friends and I want Los everybody Angeles, to win Oscars. Yeah. Dream, you know, you know and just... my parents have been nothing but supportive. Mm-hmm. They are. I mean, you're talented. So everyone. Very sweet. Thank it, you. So <laughs> thank you. But it's it's hard um, when well, you like, was... you said you're tall, blonde. <laughs> it's It's like tall, everyone... blonde actress in L.A., <laughs> What? Why can't I book anything? <laughs> but it's it's hard when you have this dream and you go to school for it and your whole family knows, your neighbors know you're the actress. And all of a sudden you have this thing where you're like, maybe I'm not happy doing this. Yep. And then that, that's like a pressure. Like, wait, yes. I'm supposed to be. Who like... am I doing this for? Mm-hmm. You know, I hate it. I started to hate auditioning. It would make me so scared and so nervous and... I had to ask myself, who am I doing this for? Am I doing this for Kier? Or the neighbors. Yeah, or the neighbors. Am I doing this for my parents? Am I doing this for my old, you know, professors, my alumni? And every every answer was no. Mm -hmm. And it was like, Andy, are you doing this for you? And I said yes. But I wasn't happy, I wasn't happy yeah. in the moment. So and then making you're like, have to reevaluate <laughs> how am I gonna be happy? <laughs> Correct. And that is when cookies came into the picture and it was kinda like, I'm gonna roll with this. This doesn't mean that my acting chapter has closed because ironically enough, that same fall I booked Frozen. <laughs> um, <laughs> the universe really delivered. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, universe. But I think there's something to be said about being brave enough to listen to your heart when you're hurting and knowing that it's okay to say goodnight to something, maybe not goodbye to something. Yeah. Like, yeah. kind of just even, like, put a pin. Correct. Like, you know, put just, a pin in it. Yeah. Because, ironically, acting and cookies came full circle for me this last Christmas <laughs> when my show aired, I Cookie know. Wars. So, to note about how, yeah. like, the acting world and everything and how that can coincide, that came full circle for me. It's yeah. like moving to Los Angeles to be an actress. 
um, and to be a performer and wanting to be on TV and leaving acting for a little bit, maybe taking a little break to find myself and then finding cookies and then getting to be on TV. I was like, it's like boom, boom, boom. You're like, what? Because it was, so it was March, 2019. Andy and I actually met for the first time at cookie con Mm -hmm. in Reno and we were having a conversation just about, you know, deep life talks and just what we want to do with our lives. And Andy March 2019 told me she wanted to be on Food Network. That was what she told me. It's so funny. I do remember that. We we have such a similar storyline yeah. in our journeys. We we started doing cookies kind of at the same time. Yeah, I started my very first cookie was October 2017. So it was Dude, mine was like It was September, right? Mine think. was like September. Yeah, yeah cuz the first one I did was like a pumpkin. Yeah, we looked at the dates. I think yours was September and mine was October, so we were only a month apart yeah. and but being on a journey of what we went to school for and what we thought we wanted and the opposite world like I was yeah. in a corporate world and buying <laughs> and you're in acting mm-hmm. but here we are together on the same like wavelength right yeah. now in the cookie world side note side note Mick plays a huge part in my life in my and where I'm at today let me just give you this little trail of how this would have happened <laughs> so it was Christmas and I didn't get tickets to cookie con and I was bummed. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, here's this girl, Mick, of Mick and Cookies, who messages me. And we're just commenting on each other's work. And then all of a sudden, she's like, oh, my gosh, are you going to Cookie Con? And I was like, no, I didn't get tickets, but I put myself on the waiting list. And Mick messages me, and she goes, well, I think I'm going to have an extra ticket. And I was like, what? <laughs> and if it hadn't been for Mick giving me her extra ticket, I wouldn't have gone to Cookie Con. I wouldn't have participated with my I Love Lucy cookie at Sugar Show, which is the reason why Food Network found me for Cookie Wars. It's so, so thank you, Mick. Freaking <laughs> magical. If there's anything I could be so happy to do, that is it. It is to make dreams come true. Yes, like... no, Mick makes dreams come true because <laughs> if you hadn't reached out and offered me that other ticket to Cookie Con, I mean, um, you would still be super successful in your cookie career, but well, you who knows? Not- I I mean, I can't say not have been on Food Network, but it was that... It was the I Love Lucy that cookie, cookie that Which they, is the TV that yes. you guys all know. <laughs> it's the it's the I Love Lucy TV scene from the Vitamina Vegemin episode. Uh, Lucy is my idol. Why I was inspired to become an actress. And she's still, like, you know, is an inspiration she to me in my, in my kitchen yeah. as I'm baking, you know. Completely. Making a mess, causing ruckus. Um... But I knew the minute that we were going to do a cookie, I was like, that it just came to me. Oh, I was yeah. like, that's what I mean, I'm going to do. That's your full inspiration. You're yeah. Like, that's it. And it landed you an amazing gig with Food Network. Whoa. So, well, I know that's like such a crazy, amazing story, but we'll just briefly tell me yeah, about your yeah. experience with Food Network. Everyone wants to know. Oh, gosh. It was so fun and very unexpected. Um, I got an email that they were interested in interviewing me Mm -hmm. because they found my I Love Lucy cookie and they wanted to do a same day virtual interview. I did not look cute. And they were like, New York time? And here it is like two o'clock Pacific and I'm like unshowered, not cute. Mid cookie decorated. Correct. Like covered in flour. And I was like, uh, huh. Yeah, sure. We'll make it happen. Threw myself together. Just waist up. Yeah. I was like, yeah, we're going to just do waist up. They don't need to see me in my slippers. Um, and did a virtual interview really, really quick, and I, I think it went really well. I think they were surprised that I knew a thing or two about cookies. Well, obviously, it went really well. But yeah, I remember well, that. That was really funny how you were like, yeah, so the outline, the flood, and the consistency. Outline, flood, structure, giving, like, you know, support up underneath, and consistencies, and colors, and layering, and they were kind of wow, like... Oh, you know a lot. Oh, okay. 
cool. And I don't and think these it, are like Food Network people. Correct. Yeah. I don't think it hurt also that they were like, this girl's camera ready. I was like, I'm an eager beaver actress and I know my lines and I know how to be in front of the camera. So I think that was kind of the perfect blend. At least I had hoped anyway. And then getting to be on set, um, getting to set that day and getting to meet Jonathan and Shinman, I was trying to play it so, <laughs> so cool. cool. <laughs> also, uh, Jonathan Bennett. Oh my goodness. Aaron Samuels. Me girls. Hello. Hello. Dreams. <laughs> yes. It's a good thing he's just so unattractive, you know? Because if he was cute and handsome and had perfect eyebrows, it would be really hard to, like, get anybody's job done. Like, Gorgeous, shiny hair. Yeah. You're perfect, Jonathan. Anyways, what Is I'm trying to say. To work with? Yes. He's a star. Shinman's a star. Everybody on set was wonderful. It was one of the best experiences of my life. Yeah, because Jonathan actually captured the moment when you walked onto set. Oh my for gosh. The first time. He and that was, was so cool to watch. Yeah. And I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. It was really cute. He grabbed my phone and ran into the curtain first yeah. and then filmed my reaction was, getting brought to set for the first time. And I'm like, what's going on? This is not real life. This I was so happy life. that he captured that. I was just like, I'm living for Andy right now. He is a kind, wonderful human. As is everybody I got to work with that day. All the contestants too. Everybody was working yeah. so hard, and it was a lo- it was a long day. I was gonna say, <laughs> wasn't it like seventeen hours? Correct. Yeah, from like start to finish, it was just like a cute seventeen hours, and that was just that day. Like the contestants, I'm sure were putting in hustle right. and work and hours mm-hmm. long before I got brought to set. Right so, on, yeah. um, I had a magical magical time and I I do remember driving home that night and I just started crying yeah so that 17 hours how fast did that go though like Uh, it was just like blink of an eye it went pretty fast I will say I put off my one year wedding anniversary trip to go to Iceland to accommodate filming (laughs) so my husband was off to Iceland that day and mind you, his flight had gotten. Wait, you guys flew separately. We flew separately. We had this trip booked for so long. So I, when you fled the day, yeah. Like. <laughs> so when the initial email came in, and they were like, "We just want to make sure you'd be available to film on the twentieth," and I was like, "Of course." The day we're supposed to leave for Iceland, and I was like, "Kira, I don't know. Kira's my everything. He's my voice of reason. He brings me down when I'm being like ridiculous." <laughs> and I was like, "Kira, I don't know. I don't know. It's the twentieth." And he's like, "Andy, this is we figure it out. It's the Food Network. Like we rebook." your ticket and I was like okay yeah the likelihood of this actually happening is slim to none so if I become a judge on Food Network I'll rebook my plane ticket right universe and then like it worked out a week later I was like oh I I gotta rebook I have to rebook but he made it to Iceland first and then the next day I got home at like 1130 and turned right around to get on a plane and go to Iceland so that week was nuts that was also the week of my Rugrats order oh my which was six dozen that was like 40 hours intricate Rugrat work yeah it was the messiest, craziest, wildest ride of my life that week what as a blur. week for you? Because, like, your Rugrats picture, is that your most, like, picture on Instagram? I Besides think Lucy? I think it's up there, yeah. Yeah. It's up there. It was, it was a cool one. And also, I love Rugrats, and uh, it was just, I was, was pretty stoked about it. The, that picture, they got Food Network, <laughs> and then you're celebrating your one-year wedding anniversary in Iceland. Right? I know. Best week of 2019. I was honestly like, okay, universe, I get it. This is cool. This is really, awesome. really, really cool. It was really awesome. Yeah, and like really when you cool. think about it, like your wedding anniversary is almost like an uh, anniversary when you start decoration cookies. It's like kind of the same yeah, time. So yeah. It's just like two and one. <laughs> it was all celebratory. It was all time to celebrate. That, we hope we're gonna get the we're gonna get the show picked up. Um, we're crossing our fingers that we we get another air date and mm-hmm. that we get picked up and then it can be just like a fun and 2020 everyone, thing for everyone. Yeah, cookie wars. I cookie mean, wars. Yeah. 
y'all. Cookie Wars on Food Network. Let's let's have everybody manifest yeah. this. Because we're talking about what the universe can manifest for us. Everyone, if if Cookie Wars gets a re-air date, everybody watch. Everybody watch. And then everybody <laughs> just say a quiet little moment to yourself like, hey, Food Network, pick up Cookie Wars. Yeah, or just start commenting on their Instagram. Yeah, just hey, like, at Food Wars. Network. Everybody tweet, at Food Network, pick up Cookie Wars. That's it. And maybe Universal listen. <laughs> Amazing. All right, so I mean... What, like, motivates you to keep going? In the cookie world, it's rough. Mm-hmm. In the acting world, it's rough. Mm-hmm. Balancing life. What motivates you, honestly? Uh, deadlines. <laughs> honestly, Knowing that I, I have 12 cookie pickups. Pressing yeah, pressing deadlines. I think just the fact that I've found something that I love to do. When you find something that you love, like motivated. it's not really work. Mm-hmm. That's a lie. Okay. <laughs> Even though we love cookies, anybody, any cookie you're listening is being like, you guys it, are really, it's work still. Like, we still is, have to do the dishes. No. We still have to make the ice. It is, it is the hardest work. I'm going to start over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andy, what motivates you? <laughs> what motivates me is that I have found something that I love that is the hardest I've ever had to work at anything in my life, but it's worth it. There we go. <laughs> it's worth it is. It's worth it. it you is. know that at the end of it, it's gonna be so freaking awesome. Yes. No matter what you go through, it's gonna be worth it in the end. So that that's the motivation. Correct. You have. And I have found uh I get asked that a lot where people say, like, you know, you should charge more or oh my god, you don't charge enough. And are you still enjoying this when you get crazy busy? And honestly, when I get done with an order and I look down at my artwork and I go, Dang, that looks I awesome. That. But then I go, wait a second. I get paid for this. Yeah. I find myself going, I would have done this for free. Yeah. That's a lie. I don't do any cookies for free. But but you loved it so much that you're like, I would have just done this. Getting paid is almost like a, whoa, cool. Yeah. Awesome. It's an afterthought. No, completely. You know what I mean? Every, every time I like do it, I feel that exact same thing. I'm like, wait, somebody is literally giving me money and I pay my bills because I decorate cookies. Yeah, someone like... is paying me to be in my pajamas. <laughs> have chopped on Food Network on the television and watch movies all day and and get to work, it's it's pretty great. So that motivating me to... The motivation is just the work itself in the end. Yeah, and investing in something in a new dream that I found. I think that's also... Yeah, because it's still such a baby. It is. It is in its infancy. I have a... we're, We're in the terrible twos, the terrific twos, so... I like that. Yeah. All right, so I opened up questions to Woo! Instagram world, and we had a bunch come through. Oh, bring <laughs> so, it on. This is a really good one. Okay. It's, t- it's a tough one. Okay. If you had to choose one thing to no longer exist, Disney or cookies, which would you pick? Oh, Lord. No longer exist? What world are you living in? Um... <laughs> I mean, as much as I hate this, I think I'd have to say cookies, because if I took Disney away from everybody, oh, the man. World, wouldn't the world, wouldn't existence as we know it collapse if ah. Disney Well, Disney wasn't is Star Wars correct. and Marvel. ESPN. <laughs> like, like, the I, world is collapsed. I feel like if Disney was not in our lives anymore, the world would actually, like, Yeah. We implode. may be able to survive without cookies, yeah. but... It'd be a horrible world to live in, but I'm... Because I think about other people first... I'm, I'm not going to take Disney away from y'all. I'll take away cookies. Like, that was a really hard question. Yeah, Kimmy Cookies asked that one. Okay, Kimmy Cookies. <laughs> what are your other passions in life? And yeah. they say, love your cookies, keep rocking it. Aww. Jenny's Cookie Corner. Hi, Jenny's Cookie Corner. 
other passions is is art. Mm-hmm. I love to paint. Whenever I get the chance to paint or draw, I'm always happy. But I also like to knit because I'm a grandmother at heart. <laughs> okay, so what have you knit? Like scarves, beanies? Um, I, d- I haven't figured out the beanie or like gloves, but I, d- I started making scarves. I started knitting in high school because I'm cool. <laughs> Everybody else would like go to parties in high school and I'd be like sitting at home with my parents watching Lifetime and knitting. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're well. You were you a reader, or you just chose to knit? I I can't say I was an avid reader. So I just knit. I just I just knit, and I, I no one in my family knits. I so picked you up like knitting. To make things. I like to make. I'm a maker. Yes. yes, correct. My secret hobby is that I knit. Um, I've gotten into making blankets. I'll make this. blankets all the have time. Have you done like the really chunky knit? Yeah, Ooh. chunky knit. But I also now have this like pattern that I use that's cable weaving and honeycomb weaving and so it creates these Very really fancy. intricate patterns that you find at like anthropology or something and like Ooh, girl. you know so I like to knit I like being outdoors I like going on hikes and stuff my husband would laugh he would disagree <laughs> I don't really like to work out but I do like being adventurous and being outside whether that's like being on the water or out in I'm pressure. from Colorado man like yeah outdoor activities love it do you ever get artist block if so what do you do to get out of it 100% I think we all do like, probably five or six times a day. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Shake your brain around. Come yeah. on. Um, I can tell if I've hit a block and I just kind of have to move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Or I will bring Kieran. If okay. I can't decide on a color or something. Phone a friend. I will phone a friend. Yeah. And I'll bring Kieran. And I, he knows me so well at this point. We've been together for 11 years. Mm-hmm. So he knows me sometimes better than I know myself. And I, that, I love that you said that. It's I'll phone a friend. <laughs> I do the same thing. I'll phone Spencer over. I'm yeah. Just like, and, you know, we actually spoke about a crazy story where you pulled Kier in in your moment of need. I had, yeah. I had and... severe artist block on my most recent Rock of Ages cookies. Um, something went was going really wrong with the Bourbon Room neon sign cookies, if you guys follow along with which ones those were. <laughs> and I only had three of, of that design to do. The neon wasn't going well, and I called Kira over, and I, it was 10 o'clock at night. I was so tired. The cookies were due the next day, and here I am showing my cards to all my Rock of Ages family who were like, those cookies are so good. I was like, I bled for those. <laughs> but the thing that I also love about Kira is I brought him over, and I said, does this look bad? And he looks at me, and he goes, eh. <laughs> He's like, I can't laugh. He knew that tears were about to oh, come. Oh, yeah, he knew. But he's never afraid to tell me that I haven't done my best work mm-hmm. because he knows what I'm capable of. Yep. And he just kind of... He holds you accountable in those yeah. moments, but he's cautious <laughs> of your heart. He does not sugarcoat the sugar-coated <laughs> cookies. He kind of just went, <laughs> and I just collapsed. Yeah. I was like, no, because that meant that I had to re-evaluate I had to reevaluate mm-hmm. how I was going to do those three cookies, and I ended up having to go stay up for an extra, like, two or three hours to go the backwards way to really end up making them looking good without having to rebake them yep, and redecorate them from didn't scratch. didn't have to pull out dough, so yeah. that is yes. good. And Kira goes, well, can't you just remake them? And I was like, Kira, it is 1030 at night. My dough is frozen. frozen. No. It's like, do you understand what that means? And I have to lop off, what, just enough for three, three little square cookies. Here, and as I'm on the floor, literally, I'm not kidding you. When I say I, I was in the this. fetal position... On the floor, crying, and Kira let me have my moment, and he literally said, Andy, it's like 11 o'clock, man. If you're going to do something about this, you've got to do it now. So if you're going to pull dough out of the freezer, you got to go, or you have to, like, figure this out. And I, I like, wipe my tears away. You're like, right. Yep, got to figure it out. And I figured it out. Cookie me up. The answer is when you have artist, artist block, which happens more often than not. 
Give yourself a break. Take a break. Reevaluate and come back to it. It'll come to you. Phone a friend if you need to. Phone a friend. And I love this question. What is the best customer service focused lesson working for Disney has taught you? Like, so working for Disney, what's the best customer service like training you've received? Yes, you have to be very um, eloquent with the guests. Mm -hmm. You have to be very knowledgeable with the guests. So even as an actress as well, I would do like live appearances too. I would do live gigging as like Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, that's right. (laughs) But it teaches me a lot about how to handle customer relations in my own business. Mm -hmm. You got to be patient with people. You have to understand that someone asking you a question isn't going to know that you have nine orders due the next day and you're tired and your oven broke, (laughs) you know, just being patient with people and, and making sure that you're polite and you're friendly and you're hospitable. You know, that's the Disney way, just being really nice and saying everything with a smile. I think just being a good person when you're, when you're having customer relations with people, be the best that you can be, even if you're stressed, even if you're like, wait, what did you just ask me? Yeah. (laughs) You know, just saying everything with a smile and trying. (laughs) Service with a smile. Service with a smile. Yeah. Yeah. So like most of the other questions, you know, everybody wants to know how you gained following and all that sure. kind of stuff. But like that's like not it's not a topic I really want to dive into because that is so unique. That's and a hard organic question to answer. To so many people. Yeah. But is there anything that was like tangible that you could say as advice to grow your following? Sure. I think your work will speak for itself, but there is something like if we're getting into like actual statistics and logistics behind it all. I read a lot of blogs on the right time to post, what that meant for my following. If your Instagram is a business account, you have the ability to check your analytics, meaning where majority of your following base is. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, 90% of my following is like listed in Los Angeles. So, and I have a few people in New York. I would have to post based off of when is everybody in Los Angeles needing a break and going to be on their phones. Yeah. I used to post at like four o'clock because I was always like, yeah, I'm sure people are like just getting off work. And that was me in my head before I knew about the analytics. Um, But since I checked my analytics and I wrote out, okay, this is, you can even see see when your profile is peaking. Yes. You can even see when your profile is peaking and the time of day that most Mm -hmm. of your followers are online. So if you make a post at the time that everybody that's following you is on, you're going to reach the most. Yeah. So following along with that has actually been really helpful. Yeah. Keeping up your engagement is always good. But honestly, there's yeah. so many blogs on how to follow those kinds of things. And the Instagram algorithm is always changing. Yeah. So it's hard to just so... even keep up with that. But yeah, I think the biggest thing is if you make your Facebook page so you can become a business page on Instagram mm-hmm. and then studying your analytics. Yeah. I think that's just like yeah. the biggest thing. Somebody just needs to switch it to a business page let a month go by and then like study mm-hmm. what that is it's like at the same time but then so that's getting into like the nuts and bolts of like mm-hmm. being really like the business yeah, side of things but aesthetically gritty. and creatively there's also so much to be said for good photography yep, lighting, and lighting I mean, and yeah and those are like key. captions captions like, hashtags it's, it's so it's involved but mm-hmm. there are a lot of opportunities and maybe Mick you and I can get together and make like a blog about yeah I mean I that's about, very helpful But Instagram following. Mm-hmm. It's it's a whole science. I never used to... Even as an actress, I started to see how people would use Instagram. For I would them. sign into auditions for commercials. And they would say, you know, what's your name? What's your agency? And how many followers do you have on Instagram? Oh, my God. And I lied one time, y'all. I said, I, I have, like, a little thing. And I and I put... I have, like, 3,000 followers on, on my personal? art... No, on my art page. Oh, okay. On my, on my art page. Not even, like, Andy... 
Andy Kierkegaard, like my personal Instagram. So I put 3,000 because I was desperate. And, but I was next to girls that were like 46K oh and God. like 79,000 followers. And I just instantly knew that I was out of the running. Yep. But it's crazy how they take into account that nowadays. It is. You can't let it consume you. I'm no. going to say two things. You cannot let it consume you. Mm-hmm. I have to remind myself of that. Yep. It doesn't define you, but it can be a currency if you find yourself in a position where you are able to use it as such. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely 100. Yep. That's exactly where it is. Don't ignore it and don't be like, well, screw this. This doesn't matter. It, there are ways to look at it on both sides of the fence. You can't let it consume you and draw negativity into your life. Mm -hmm. But if you do it right and you keep up with it, like anything you study, it can be used as a currency, which you could find beneficial to other things in your life or in, you know, into your business. Yeah. In your career. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you do get to a point that you do have a great following, you consider yourself like making it in your following you don't mm-hmm. let that get to you either yeah you... <laughs> but I, I've been in a weird week where I've had to remind myself even with where I'm at you know I haven't been posting very much this year because I've been focused on a lot of things I was also really sick earlier this year and you know trying not to let that consume me that I'm that my Instagram is punishing me for not yeah. posting and I'm losing all these followers and it's like kind of with acting like who am I doing this for yeah. Me. Me. Doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Yep. So if like, they're unfollowing, yeah. sorry, I'm not active. Like, I'm yeah. living my life. So. And it's going to cut, it ebbs and flows. Yeah. I would have weeks where I would lose, you know, 300 followers and then I would gain like a thousand followers. Yeah. So it's just, it's crazy. It all fluctuates, but at the end of the day, you're just making cookie art. Yes. And people just happen to follow it. And yes. that's just what it is. Yeah. And you, at the end of the day, you're not checking your number and then checking it in the morning to compare if it changed. Mm-hmm. Like, you shouldn't be like that tied into it. Don't but, let it consume you. Yeah. Do do it for the reasons why you got started doing it in the first place, which is because you love it. You get to be creative. It's fun. You get to share it with other share. people. Yep. All right, Andy. We've been talking now for about an okay, hour. Okay. Okay. So I know we could just keep talking. And talking I know I could talk for another like because I keep saying I'm like I'll just have my guests on over and over again because there's just <laughs> so much to share. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, what makes life sweet to you? <sighs> I think what makes life sweet to me is focusing on putting my energy towards what serves me best. Okay. So whether that's spending time with my husband, who I adore, my family, who I adore, my friends, who I adore, sometimes I think we have a tendency to take that energy and focus it and really give it Mm -hmm. flame to things that don't serve us. You know, what are we doing wrong? What's not going right? But for me, I'm always trying to remind myself to be present in the moments that are serving me best. It's so hard to just remind yourself to really take it in. Yes. In these moments that you're finding you have the most happiness and you're around the people that are supporting you and lifting you up to be your best self, there's nothing sweeter in life than that. Mm, That is so special. I love that. I love it, love it, love it. I feel, like, I feel like your life is very sweet. You have many, many things and, like, facets in your life that come to and make you who you are. And your life in general is sweet. And then <laughs> you take what you do and you make other people's life very sweet. I think that's my goal, right? <laughs> like, I will say, I, I feel so blessed. I, I wake up and fall asleep now going, holy crap, I get to be Andy Kierkegaard. That is so cool. And yep. that is such a blessing coming from you know, someone who struggled a little bit to figure out where I wanted or what I wanted. And who knows? Steven Spielberg, call me. I'm on the Food Network. I'll be in your next movie. It's great. I've never said goodbye to acting. I love it so much. Oh, no. And it'll come it's 
come back I when it serves me. There's a big break coming. We don't know when. We don't know. But it's happening. But I feel you. like I'm on the right track. I'm doing what I love and I'm investing in a brand new business that's exciting and wonderful. And I couldn't do it without could not do without my husband or the support of my friends and my family and my cookie friends that yeah. I've made. All of these, this cookie this is, community, man. It's a growing world that I'm so thankful to be a part of. I am, I, it's a rare, we're a rare breed. Yeah. I've never been a part of something that is so supportive and wonderful and the outpouring of support and inspiration like empowerment yeah everybody gives each other yes it's just like we're all capable of everything because yes. everyone makes it feel like we are and mm-hmm. like they, re- they provide resources and advice and shoulders to cry on yes like, if you're listening to this and you consider yourself a cookie or big or small you are you're you, in it with us yeah we're in it together this and... is a really fantastic community that i am so happy i accidentally fell into yeah i i feel like a lot for a lot of people it was a happy accident it was a happy accident for right me, and it led us into each other's lives yes. and it's just so special i like love having you in my life and i'm so happy that Ditto, we were able to sit down share your story with everybody thanks for listening yeah. oh gosh i hope i didn't ramble too much no. and mm-hmm. we're just gonna keep making life sweet yep Thanks again, Andy. Thank you, Mick. Love you, girl. See ya. Bye.